For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Welcome in, everybody, to an all-new podcast brought to you by 5280 Sports Network. This is the Broncos Blitz. I am 5280 Sports Network's featured writer, uh, Jake Marsing, sitting across the table from me, as he will be hopefully every time yeah. we do this, uh, the great Ryan Green. Ryan, how are you? Oh, I'm doing very well. I'm the, what, the featured video editor? Something like that. Yeah, I don't have the writer yet, but... Something like that. Maybe you'll let me draw some pictures... We can put those on. <laughs> do, do some illustrations. <laughs> yeah. uh, we are here live from the Denver Broncos headquarters, the UC Health Training Center at Dove Valley. They've been nice enough to let us talk in this echoey conference room. Yeah. Hey, it's a conference room, though. Yeah, the it's a very nice, nice conference room. Uh, so Ryan and I are going to be breaking down for you everything you need to know about the Denver Broncos this week. We're going to try and do this every single week to break down this team, see where they're at as the uh, defending Super Bowl champions. I'm looking at their Lombardi trophy right across the hall. Actually, it's not there right now. It's it's not on display. But the other two Lombardi trophies uh, that that this facility has in store uh, as these guys try and go out and win a, a fourth, a fourth one of these and repeat as Super Bowl champs. Let's start today, Ryan, as we will. Most weeks we'll start with a game uh, recap from the last game, but guess what? We got no game to recap because the NFL regular season I'll is about to start. I'll recap Super Bowl 50 any day if we want, all right? I, I won't get on. We could just do a whole podcast recapping <laughs> that game. Vaughn Miller's such a monster. We'll talk about Vaughn here in a second. Uh, Broncos offseason is what we'll recap instead. This offseason, for me, was all about the quarterback position. Five quarterbacks. Peyton Manning, Brock Osweiler, Trevor Simeon, Mark Sanchez, and then Paxton Lynch. Six. Austin Davis. Oh, yes, Austin Davis. Austin okay, Davis. Throw him in there. You cannot forget about Austin Davis. He was uh, obviously signed yesterday because, or on Saturday, because the Broncos cut Mark Sanchez after a long, drawn-out, I've been using the word protracted quarterback competition in a lot of my pieces because okay. it was very much a uh, kind of a miserable thing to cover and write about. It was fascinating at first, but then, once it got to the point where it was clear that Simeon had won this job, which for me, and you can disagree, for me that was about week two and a half, like two and a half weeks into the into training camp was about when I felt that Simeon had won that job. Yeah, he, and I don't know if he necessarily won it. Uh, I think Mark Sanchez certainly lost it more point. than more than Trevor won it. But uh, yeah, it, the whole offseason was all about quarterbacks, and, and it seemed like they really didn't, enjoy the defending champion label that much because they were immediately without Peyton Manning and everyone just started asking questions okay where are you going to be I know a ton of uh, you know media outlets had him finishing second third fourth in the division you know for season previews so um, yeah that that's that's the position that and even still now it's still a big question mark because uh, we still don't know what Trevor Simeon is capable of in an NFL game. And because there's still somebody, despite what he says, despite what John Elway, despite what the Broncos say, there is still somebody peeking over his shoulder. 
right. in rookie Paxton Lynch, who is far and away the most talented quarterback on this roster. He just is not ready yet. He can't he can't call a play in the huddle yet consistently. Right. Which is well, and that may sound like a like a minor thing. Yeah, that's a that's really a hard thing to do. Call a play in an NFL huddle. Oh so yeah, you can't quite do that. Yet. Yeah, I mean, if if you've been watching Hard Knocks, even Jared Goff, the, this or the episode where they were playing the Broncos, he was getting plays wrong in practice, and and the coaches were like, "Ah, eh, we should have stepped in and and stopped the practice from you know or the play from happening." So. Don't be worried, Broncos fans. I think, especially a Kubiak offense, it, it gets easier, I, I want to say. I mean, everything's going to get easier the way you learn. But Paxton is just not ready, but I'm not surprised he's not ready. It'll be a little bit before he's ready to go, but that'll be a storyline throughout the season. If Trevor Simeon struggles in this first game, you will hear it. I will hear it. Twitter will be a horrid place to be. Quarter, if, if, he, if that first throw is an incomplete pass... <laughs> My Twitter timeline is yeah. screwed. Yeah. Uh, some other things that happened during the offseason for the Broncos, obviously one storyline that I was fascinated by and still pretty fascinated by is this Aqib Tlaib story. Uh, Tlaib shot, we know, in Dallas uh, in June, on June 5th. What exactly happened, no one can be quite sure. I have some ideas. I have some mm-hmm. some things I know, but... There's still some questions about whether Tlaib's going to be suspended, about what's going to happen there. The situation still hasn't come to a resolution because the Dallas Police Department, I have been told, have not been able to really talk with Tlaib and haven't been able to close their investigation. And until they do that, this is going to be an open-ended question for the Broncos that could drag down their entire defense all year if we're still asking a keep Tlaib question. Yeah, and that's why... Despite what I've seen coming off or from the Broncos on Twitter about the trade rumors being false, I just don't believe that. I, I think they also, I think the Broncos just kind of want to, I'm sure they know the price. I'm sure they've asked. I'm sure he's, it wasn't maybe an open like yeah. statement, hey, we're trading him, but I bet they poked around, saw, saw what, uh, you know, kicked the tires, I guess. Here's the thing on that. If, for those of you that didn't hear, an ESPN reporter put out on uh, <laughs> Saturday, excuse me, that the Broncos were uh, considering or trying to actively trade a keep to leave. The Broncos came out and denied that very strongly. Patrick Smythe, the Broncos PR director, uh, put out a very quick rebuttal to that. Um, and when that happens, and I tried to confirm the ESPN report, and I couldn't. I tried to call people that, that I know who are kind of in that area that, that, and around the league that I couldn't find anybody who would corroborate that. So I tend to believe that the Broncos are probably right. It wasn't a serious negotiation. Yeah. But in the NFL, you're right, Ryan. Everybody talks to everybody mm-hmm. about everything. So I'm sure that it got brought up in conversation at some point. Right. And, it's, and, and again, that, that's another storyline that really hasn't gone away because we are still expecting some type of league discipline, but... We also expect them to be suited up on Thursday. I don't know if they'll announce that suspension anytime. I man, last year I think wards came down like a day or two before that game. Uh, so it's still possible. It's still possible. We'll you know we'll keep you updated over at fifty two eighty Sports Network certainly. Uh, one guy who we know will be suiting up and who spoke to the media today, Von Miller. That oh, man yeah. is a that man is a monster. Out of anyone on the defense you want to see suit up, that's the guy. Signed a $114 million contract during the offseason. Now, is it really $114 million? Not really. But in total contract value terms, that's the deal that he signed. Makes him the highest paid defensive player in the history of the National Football League. Ryan, here's my question to you. What would be a good season for Von Miller 
with that contract? What statistical, what numbers would he have to have for you to say that contract was worth it? Uh, let's go 17 sacks and a playoff appearance. 17 sacks would be the number for you. I think his career high is 18, so that's doable. Yeah, so I think 17. The the thing is, is that now, I mean, it, it's weird to say that Vaughn was kind of underestimated before this past year, but I think people were all on J.J. Watt. I think they like Justin Houston a lot. I think they really like Khalil Mack. And, I mean, even what, the NFL Top 100, Vaughn was 13th, 15th? So um, it's... I, I think he's going to now have a target. He's going to see a lot more double teams. Um, but if he wants, and especially for the fans, I think if if the fans want to be happy, because we all saw how they reacted to DT last year after he got paid. Yeah. If they if they want to be happy, I think 17 sacks is a pretty good number, and I think a uh, a playoff appearance also has to happen. If I see Vaughn Miller get to 15 sacks this year, I think that's a reasonable number for him. Because mm-hmm. you have to remember, this defense now is without Malik Jackson. It there. I I put out a piece on 5280sportsnetwork.com about a 5,000 word behemoth yesterday, uh, just breaking down every one of these position groups. Broncos really have a problem with depth at defensive end. It's Jared. Uh, excuse me. It's Derek Wolf, and then it's Jared Crick, and I think the drop off between Crick and Wolf, or Wolf and Crick, excuse me, the drop off there is pretty pretty big. Yeah. Um, so there's a depth problem at defensive end, which means the Broncos are the Broncos are going to have to really find a way to get Von Miller running free. There are going to be a lot more double teams, a lot more chips, a lot more guys honing in on Von Miller than they have in the past because he has become, you know, over this offseason, he's really developed a reputation as an absolute NFL game wrecker. All right, some other departures. We mentioned Malik Jackson. Danny Trevathan also I talk about in that piece over at 5280sportsnetwork.com about how losing him really does have a pretty big impact on your off- on your uh, on your linebacker group, on your inside linebacker group. They're, they're going to use Todd Davis to try and replace him. Zaire Anderson will get some looks. Corey Nelson as well. But for me, Trevathan really is a, a massive loss. Davis is a guy with only 21 tackles in his entire career. Do you feel comfortable with Todd Davis replacing Danny Trevathan? Uh, I don't think he's going to do what Danny Trevathan did last year immediately. But, I mean, look at Danny Trevathan. He was a seventh-round pick that became what he is today. And from what I've seen in the preseason and in practice, I think one of the people that will probably replace Danny Trevathan is T.J. Ward and Darian Stewart. I think they love Justin Simmons. He barely played in the fourth game, which should say a lot about what the organization thinks about Justin Simmons. And I think you're going to see a lot of three safety, one linebacker, three corner, and then the, the line. And it's it's I, I'm, I'm not terribly concerned. If it was Brandon Marshall, the guy calling the plays, then I think it would be a bigger concern. But in terms of Danny Trevathan, uh, he's a talent. He's He was fast. That's what the Broncos liked, that he could cover basically anyone out of the backfield or a, a tight end. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it's going to be a drop-off. It's just going to be interesting to see how much of a drop-off. Let's quickly go around the division uh, with the Broncos. As we're going to try and do each and every week. We'll go around the AFC West. Uh, before we do that, I think one thing that's important to remember about this Broncos group, T.J. Ward plays like a linebacker yeah. a lot of the time. They'll put him down in the box. So maybe you're right. I, I'm a little more apprehensive about Todd Davis replacing Trevathan than you are. But let's go ahead and look around the division. Today I put out, I tweeted this out, I don't know if you saw it, my uh, 
my whole list, my entire predictions for the NFL season. Yeah. Hit me a follow on Twitter at Jake D. Marsing. Ryan is at rgreen5280. Uh, I have the Broncos finishing third Ooh. in this division. I think they're a 9-7 and seven football team. I just I don't see them being able to pull games out of their you-know-whats the way that they did last year. The defense scored six touchdowns last season, six. Mm-hmm. That got them to a 12-4 and four record. I think that number goes down. I think the issues at quarterback scare me. I think they're going to be a good team. Their defense is going to be a top two or three defense in the league, if not the best defense. But they're going to be – it's going to be tougher for them this year than it has been in the past. Oh, absolutely. I, I, I think everyone will agree how good the Broncos' defense was last year, but I think they'll also agree on how many lucky bounces they also got. And – uh, nine and seven is fair. I could definitely see, um, you know, the Raiders and the Chiefs getting to nine and seven, ten and six. Uh, I don't think we have to worry about the Chargers at all this year. The, that team just seems like a mess. Um, and so I, I, I'm not as down on the Broncos quite yet. And I, I feel like I, a Super Bowl appearance is not reasonable to me i think that is a a a lot has to happen for a super bowl a reappearance to even be logical at this point let me put it this way i'm not down on the broncos either i think they're gonna be a good team i just don't know how they score six touchdowns on defense again i don't know how you have moments like akib talib scoring a pick six in week one or bradley roby running a fumble back in week three against or was that week two against the chiefs and then again and again and again and again those crazy endings they had to games where the defense scored that i don't know if you can get again well all right but but think about this i think the afc this year i think 11 and 5 could get you a a one seed seriously I, i mean you got of course, you've got New England. I think the Steelers are going to be really good and really mad about how last year ended for them. you got the Bills. I think the Texans are going to be good. The Raiders, Chiefs could be coming up. I think it's going to be a very, very competitive AFC this year. So it's it, I, there's going to be a big wild card bunch of teams that could get in, and it's going to be, and maybe not you know six defensive touchdowns, but at the end of the year, a one defensive touchdown could mean you got in the playoffs or you didn't get in. They'll be in the mix. I think yeah. I think you're right. They'll they'll be in the mix both for the division and for uh, a wild card berth. I just mm-hmm. I think Kansas City is maybe older, but I like them a little bit more than I did last year. I think Oakland is considerably better. They've got one of the best rosters in the NFL on paper. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're going to be a good team. I, I, they, by the way, play the Saints this week. Chargers are at the Chiefs. So that'll give us a good barometer of kind of yeah. where these AFC West teams are in the first week, that Chargers-Chiefs game. I'm not as down on the Chargers as you are. I think Phillip Rivers is going to have a better year. Uh, I like a lot of the talent they added to that defense. They're, I still haven't picked to go last in this division. I think I had them at 6-10, and 10, which is probably enough to get Mike McCoy fired. Uh, but we'll, we'll see. We'll keep you updated on the rest of the division as well as we go through this season. But let's talk about the real reason we're here, Ryan. The real reason we are here in this conference room at the UC Health Training Center. Air conditioning. That that helps. That's very nice. It's yeah. very warm today. Yeah. Uh, it's because the Denver Broncos are playing the Carolina Panthers on Thursday night yeah. in the NFL season opener. Uh, talked yesterday on a conference call with Cam Newton, Ron Rivera, head coach of the Carolina Panthers, the name that keeps coming up over and over again, besides Cam, and we'll get to him in a second, the name that keeps coming up over and over again is Kelvin Benjamin, this, the, the massive wide receiver who was out last year during the Super Bowl, missed all of last season with an ACL. 
everybody who, is, who has spoken at the podium and most players who've spoken in the locker room have been asked about Benjamin and how he changes things because I think had he been in that game, it really could have been a different outcome for the Broncos because he's such a different weapon than the other guys that they have. Yeah, absolutely. And it's going to be interesting to see. He's he's a matchup problem. And you, you, you think, oh, uh, put Aqib Tlaib on him. He's he's not much shorter. You know, if, if I wouldn't put Chris Harris on him, even though Chris Harris is great. It's still a, a size matchup uh, that Benjamin is going to win. But Tlaib had that offseason. I don't know if he's still as dominant a player. I don't know what his conditioning is like after sitting out a lot of training camp. He's looked a little bit slower on tape. So, so yeah. So, I mean, is Bradley Roby going to take him then? It's just going to be interesting. And you're right. I think in terms of a security blanket, Greg Olson was all Cam Newton had in the playoffs and or in the Super Bowl, and now Kelvin Benjamin is there. So it's another weapon, and that frees up Ted Ginn. And 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 now you know maybe they're not paying attention to the run game more. So. It's it's going to be a different game, but at the same time, it's week one. I think you're going to see a lot of mistakes, mental mistakes on both sides of the ball. So it's it's a toss-up. I'm just really happy that football's back, and it's going to be interesting to just see where both teams are. I want to see how good the Panthers are this year. I want to see how good the Broncos are this year, and it's going to be just a good way to kick off the season. Can we talk about Cam? Poor, if we poor beautiful, to. sweet Cam, Cam poor, Newton. Yeah, I feel so sorry for Cam Newton. He, what a life he's living, you know. That guy is pretty incredible at his job. Yeah. Uh, if I was as good as my job, I I, I would be making millions <laughs> as Cam Newton is yeah, at his. York. I'd be I'd be on ESPN every day, yeah. right? If I were as good as Cam at his job. Uh, I asked both Von Miller and Demarcus Ware today if Cam is the hardest guy in the NFL to sack because I was thinking about it in the shower this morning. As I do. I was having a long conversation with myself in the shower. I'm very productive in the shower, right? And I thought to myself, if I were an NFL defensive player, who would I least want to try and tackle? And for me, Cam Newton was at the top of that list because he's like Big Ben is mobile. Russell Wilson is kind of sneaky and mobile. But Cam Newton is just a flat-out powerful runner with a massive, massive arm. Yeah, I mean, other than maybe like an offensive line that caught a deflection and is running, that would be pretty painful to tackle. And I'm sure there's uh, uh, some running backs out there that hurt to bring down, but you're right. Uh, In terms of just person on the field, Cam is one of the largest. He's, uh, you know, 6'6", 250. He's, He's a linebacker, tight end, playing quarterback, and he's standing there. So, yeah, when you... Get your hands on him. You've got to make sure you bring him down to the ground. Von Miller and DeMarcus Weir did a great job in the Super Bowl doing that, but he can make plays. It's what Cam Newton does, and I think everyone is going to at least expect him to try and give it his all this game because of what happened in the Super Bowl. Ultimately, he's the opposing quarterback, right? And it's the job of the Broncos' defense to get him to the, to the ground. That's what DeMarcus said. DeMarcus looks at me and says, if you, had a jer- if you were a quarterback and had a jersey on, I'd sack you right now, too. I was hoping he would. I, I was about to say, go ahead. I said, I'm a lot easier to sack than Cam is, I bet. Uh, that would have put me in the hospital pretty quick. But this game, for me, it, there's so many unanswered questions about the Broncos and where they're at. I can't even I'm going to I we will pick the game here in just a second. But I have a really hard time feeling comfortable in my pick 
Because I just don't know. I don't know what you're going to get from Trevor Simeon. I don't know what you're going to get from the defensive ends, especially, you know, Crick uh, and, and the, the back-end guys on that unit. I know Vaughn's going to be great. I know that Chris Harris is going to be great. I know Bradley Roby's going to be great. TJ Ward's going to be great. But I just don't know what you're going to see. And I know for a fact that the Carolina Panthers, I don't know they want to win this game more than the Broncos, but they're going to come out fired up and ready to go. This is their chance. And a little bit, just a, a tiny little taste of redemption. So so let me let me get your thoughts on this. I think this game could be decided in the first quarter because, one, the Broncos defense could come out, have a very dominant performance, and then the Panthers have that, oh, here we go again thought, pop in their heads. Or the Panthers come out, Simeon gets rattled, and then it goes, oh, all right, uh, they're, they're mad and they want to win this game, and then it's, it could be a little shell shock. Honestly, and it may be my homer instinct, but I think we're going to see another Super Bowl 50-type game. I don't know if it's going to be 24-17, 27-24. I think the Denver defense with the home crowd, and that's going to be a very big factor. If this was in neutral site or in Carolina, I think the game's a lot different. But in Denver, Thursday night, uh, I saw a stat today. I think Patrick Smythe tweeted it out, how the Broncos are 15-1 and in home openers the past 16 times. So that, that I'm going to take those odds. And I, I just I, there's just something about this game. It, it feels kind of, I don't know. It, I just think it's going to be a Super Bowl 50 type. I don't think it's going to be a blowout mm-hmm. either way because I don't think the Broncos defense will. I don't think, the, I don't think Trevor Simeon offense is capable. Is capable and I don't think the Broncos defense will allow that to happen right. on the other end. Uh, but it's really tough for me to see a scenario where Trevor Simeon in his first NFL action, it just no matter how good the running game is, I mean, unless CJ goes off for like 250 and four touchdowns, which I, I just, their defense isn't slouches either. This is a tough defense to run the football on. Luke Keekley, Thomas Davis, Coney Ely, that whole group is tremendous. Yeah. I don't know how. I, I it's it's really going to be tough for me. So let's let's do it. We got to get out of here. So okay. let's okay. let's do it. Let's pick this game, Ryan. Give me the winner and a score. Uh, Broncos, and I'll go uh, 24-17. Yeah, I like that one. I'm going to take the Carolina Panthers to win this game. Yeah, I'm in the wrong building to do this, that's for sure. I feel, I actually feel like, I feel like John Elway's going to jump down from his office and throw me out of the building with his bare hands. Uh, (laughs) um, Give me the Carolina Panthers to win this game. I'm going to say 20 to 13. Okay. And that wouldn't surprise me. That that wouldn't surprise me at all. I, that's that's a fair – yeah, it's a fair guess. It's not that the Broncos are bad. It's that I just can't – there are too many questions for me to look at them yeah. and say they're going to beat the Carolina Panthers. I, I just can't do that. I'm not, I'm not there. So – well, this was fun, uh, Ryan. This was uh, this was a lot of fun. We will try and do this every week here on the Broncos Blitz, brought to you by 5280 Sports Network, 5280sportsnetwork.com. Give us a follow on Twitter, at 5280sportsnet. I've got a full roster preview on the site right now. If you want to give me hate tweets for that, go read it at 5280sportsnetwork.com. Ryan's got some great video content coming up later today. Uh, Also on YouTube, just search 5280sportsnet. We're on SoundCloud. Uh, Listen to the Snakes Takes podcast on, on iTunes and on SoundCloud and on the site. 
5280SN's all over the place, man. We're, uh, we're taking over the world. So for uh, Ryan Green, I'm Jake Marsing here from Dove Valley. Don't do anything I wouldn't do. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.